Welcome to Wise Words from a Stubborn Man, a podcast where I dissect and discuss things from the perspective of one man, me, Saha Cool. If you're easily offended or get upset at another person's opinion, this isn't the platform for you. I won't ever say I'm the best at any of the things I plan to talk about. I'm just a guy with an opinion. So let's get to it. In the words of my old stumping grounds and former podcast, we live? Are, are we live? We are live. And guess what? Look, if you're listening right now, you know what that means? That means you're still here. That means that amongst the subscription-based things that you pay money towards, that you look forward to, I am among them. So I say thank you, right? But I, there's much I, I need to ask for more. I need I need more people to like, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts, just to get this little slice of heaven. Just to rock with your boy. Rock with me. Talk to me. Love me. Okay. I just need to get that out before we, you know, we break bread. Because, you know, it's. <sighs> I, w- I don't even think. Is the is the episode today a heavy one? Eh, yet to be seen. We'll know the more we get into it. But before we get into it, let me break bread for 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 a good episode. And usually I got some type of bread. But today I got these motherfucking white chocolate Lindor demos, you know what I'm saying? Expensive taste cuz I really want to I've been enjoying some time off. You know what I'm saying? School, things of that nature. Life be fucking lifing. So now that I get to lounge and really get to get in my bag and do what I love. Oh, yeah. So let me break this down. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, my God. I feel like Keith Lee eating these motherfuckers. That white chocolate is... A 10 out of 10. Mm. I'm going to wash that down. Uh, apple juice, you know what I'm saying? Wash that down with some apple juice. Okay. Now, today's episode, inspired by a couple things. One, you know, it's an episode of Martin, right? There's... Y'all remember the episode of Martin where I want to say season finale, Martin and Gina broke up. So Martin, you know what I'm saying, he's playing poker and shit with the old niggas. And after they all concluded, it was all said and done. One of the old niggas was talking to Martin. He looked at him. They chopped it up for a little bit, telling him about the situation. That old nigga gave him. The greatest bit of advice that I've ever seen a nigga get given. He said, old fools used to be young fools. I got to let that breathe for a second. Old fools used to be young fools. 
And periodically, and I'll let y'all know what I'm getting at. I'll get y'all get you there. I'm gonna take you around the world, but I'm gonna land you right back here. It is a disconnect between the different generations of black men. And I wish that I could say it's an easily amendable thing. Oh, yeah, we can fix it, nigga. You you can do certain things. You can fix. Nah. It's not as easy because it's so nuanced. It's so multifaceted. So multilayered that as much as I understand the plight of black men and I want to be like, you know, I try my hardest to extend grace. Sometimes some niggas you can't save. That's the reality of it. But before we get into the niggas we can't save, I I really want to do this episode and really speak to a lot of different factors and and subcategories that have, you know, some have boistered black men, some have hindered black men. But before, you know, before we really get into that, let me define the generations for people who don't know what the generations are, right? And why I say generations of black men. The generations are defined as you got the silent generation. So people born between 1925 and 1945. The baby boomer generation. Those people born between 1946 and 1964. Generation X born between 1965 and 1979. Millennials born between 1980 and 1994. And then Gen Z born 1995 to 2012. Now, I know some of y'all, y'all gonna hear this and be like, well, damn, I never knew that. Well, nigga, you know now, those are the different generations. But there's a main disconnect between three of them. Generation X, millennials, and Generation Z. Now, baby boomers, I'm not, it's cooked for you niggas. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You ever talk to a super old nigga? They're stuck in their ways. They're stuck in their ways. And unless they cool, I ain't talking to them unless they cool. And most times, I ain't talking to them more than 10 minutes. Because a lot of them niggas be so stuck in their ways that it's like, bro, you're wearing a diaper, bro. Like, give it up. Give it up. <laughs> you're fucking wearing a diaper, bro. Like, you can't see out your left eye, bro. You remember buying 15 cent cheeseburgers and shit, nigga. You saw a Charlie Chaplin film live. Not even talking about you. But there are certain things that kind of frustrate me when talking to other men. So if you're a younger man, I want you to really take heed to the shit that I'm saying. 
most times I understand some some of the shit is gonna really go in one ear and out the other, but that that don't that that, that don't bother me. You know? No way, no how. You know what I'm saying? But if you do so happen to let this shit touch a part of your motherfucking head or your brain and something click, that's also cool too. First thing I'll say is, in my experience in life, a lot of the gatekeeping that I've experienced has come from men of Generation X. And a lot of the time, these niggas be gatekeeping nothing. You ever talk to niggas about masculinity? Just like, I want motherf- I want motherfuckers to really go out into the world and try to really have them conversations with other black men. Try to have a conversation about masculinity. You'll learn a lot about a motherfucker. And I guess I'll try to define it right now. As far as masculinity amongst black men, do you know what I think that means? I think that means... Uh... Uh, one of uh, uh, X <laughs> X Y chromosome use. I'm not gonna really be one of the motherfuckers who say I don't know about the the, the alphabet community and things of that nature. The LGBTQ plus community. I'm talking about the relationship between heterosexual black men across the generations. And I do apologize if this excludes some men. Um, and I would really just say it's, it's probably trans because I don't have no fucking information on that. So I'm not going to talk about that. But gay men, you know, I think there's a different conversation to be had there. But heterosexual black men across the generations, there's a, a, a few different disconnects. And like I said, the gatekeeping in my life, whether it was undergrad where it's almost like, do you know that in my fraternity, when I was an undergrad, we got stiffer punishments and ramifications from our own organization than we did for the school. Like, if we didn't meet our motherfucking community service guideline, certain shit happened. That was so drastic that it would be like, what the fuck is this for? And then you meet these people in real life and you're like, oh, you're just that type of nigga. So let, let me really start from the ground up. My father was in my life. My entire life. In fact, he's in town right now. My father never told me man up. My father never told me it's it's soft if you cry. And and more exclusively, whenever I called my father, he was there. And the first thing I want to tell niggas is like to some people, they, they look at that and they say, man, you, you blessed. 
And while I recognize, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to have both of my parents be married and present in my life, my entire life. But that should be normal. That should be normal. So from the root, you know how many homies I got that got good fathers? It's top tier. But do you also know how many homies I got who have the most strained relationships with their fathers and you can see how it plays out in them? The lack of having a father. And this isn't to sit here and blame women. Because I know certain situations and cases are different. I I understand how vicious (laughs) women could be. In terms of custody and family court and things of that nature. Oh. But the mentality of some of you niggas You're failures You're failures Your life Was irreparably changed Because you had No dick discipline You were a young fool And instead of accepting the reality that reality teaches, niggas, and I want all young men to to really understand this. As black men, we can't afford to be delusional. We're not. Afforded the luxury of being delusional. Life is very much real for us. Every day it feels defensive as fuck when you walk outside. You got to try to be a little more pleasant. Because shit can go left for you. You got to master your code switching. And not just, you know... Amongst Amongst them peoples You know what I'm saying But amongst women And things that You gotta You gotta find the right way to be Soft enough to be a hard nigga Around women Pause That shit sounded crazy But outside of you niggas having no fathers Some of you niggas had no big homies See I had uncles Coaches Older brothers, friends The community There was always father figures Or older figures Unks Big bros It ain't no big bros no more No big homies. 
And I wonder, I'm like, yo, where the fuck, the big homies, a lot of niggas are selfish. A lot of the disconnect comes from the selfishness. And I used to think, yo, like, that shit's selfish because it's self. But sometimes it's really just selfishness because some niggas either tried to help and failed. Some niggas didn't get help, so they resent other niggas. Finger pointing. I'm pointing some fingers there. That's not the way we should operate around each other. More recently, I want to say the last year, year and a half, I have tried to put a lot of encouraging shit for black men on my social media. Because, believe it or not, according to the TikTok video, which dropped some bombs in it, and I've been hearing this shit a lot more lately. Eerily enough, I've been seeing it so much. Most men don't get their first flowers to their funeral. We're dying, (laughs) y'all. We're dying a lot. And it already ain't a lot of us. We're already the minority. We're the fucking super minority. But we incarcerated like a motherfucker. We homicides like a motherfucker. Suicides like a motherfucker. So how do we fix it? One thing that we got to fucking do is learn how to reinvent the wheel. What do you mean by reinvent the wheel? This is what I mean by reinvent the wheel. If what I'm saying, don't be afraid to fucking start over. I, 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 I simply just put it like that. Don't be afraid to start over. Story time, story, story time, story, story time. Prior to me going to college, I literally had no direction. I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no foresight. Then I got kicked out of U of I. Resubmitted, got back in. Was too broke to pay for it. Said, fuck it. Started living carefree as fuck. Thought that I could include or create some type of barrier. Some carefree lifestyle of delusion. But no. Reality tells you very quickly where you fall in the pecking order. Or where your life will go. I remember I was sitting there eating a bowl of motherfucking rice for dinner in a cricket shirt. Some jeans with slight hole near the thigh. Cause them bitches was old. Niggas with thighs was rubbing together as a B-O-N. And I was just like. Nigga. Look at you. 
You living like a nigga that asked for hugs outside the gas station when you see bitches you know. Ugh. Reinvent the wheel. From then, I stopped eating certain shit. Started getting my money up. Had to make a pivot on some Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder shit. You are not too old to reinvent the wheel. To right now, I'm back in school, digital cinematography program, straight A's right now, looking like magna cum laude, creating. You hear how this shit sound? The epivescence, the breath in this shit, the volume. I reinvented the wheel. And while reinventing the wheel, I talk to my homies. I try to encourage them. I talk to my father. I encourage him. I talk to my siblings. I talk to strangers. Because this shit, it don't, the tension in the air. It don't got to be like that. Because. A lot of the times. I've seen. Men who fail at being men. Push the men that they should be guiding. The young boys. their sons. Nephews. Little cousins, all of that. They pushed them into the direction of other men. And those other men, oh, they got black in their heart. Those niggas are self destructive, a million vices. They don't teach men to be better men. In fact, they deter men. They poison young men. And in turn, those young men become more of the same nothing-ass niggas we hate already. Hate to say it like that. It's quite a few of you niggas who are some nothing-ass niggas. You don't take care of your family. You don't take care of your kids. You're just pompous. You're narcissistic. You fucking. You feel holier than thou. You share war stories. You know what I hate? I hate older niggas who try to talk to me about getting hoes. Nigga, you're 47. Trying to talk to me about, oh yeah, nigga, I bagged another one. Why are you trying to talk to me about that, nigga? Why are you, you didn't even know how to reset your password, and you're trying to talk to me about getting hoes? A lot of niggas try to talk about empty ass shit. 
empty, minuscule, pointless shit. Sharing war stories because they peaked way back then. Young fools. Hate to say it. Black masculinity amongst other black men. We should be creating some type of camaraderie. Should be no tension there. Why is it? Niggas can walk into a lot of different spaces amongst white people and not have no tension. But you be amongst your own people thinking some shit gonna go left. You know why? Because that is niggas not reinventing the wheel. Niggas not breaking them generational curses and things of that nature. Niggas not trying to heal themselves. See, look here. I think millennial men, as fucked up as we are sometimes, are actively doing the work to figure out the traumas that we had, how to be more vocal, how to be more vulnerable to our women. And how to be better healed men to raise more better healed men. And I'm not saying that Generation X isn't doing that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I'm really split on you niggas. Because half the time I see y'all. Shall I repeat it again? You niggas be sharing war stories. In hotels to niggas who don't need that. There was one time, right? And me and my brother's relationship is so, so, so. <laughs> it got so much better with the shit that we talk about. But I remember it was one time I was fucking sad because I had a. Uh, chick it was a chick that i was fucking with and that shit went left and i was just like damn she ain't really feeling the nigga no more and i'm talking i go to talk to my brother and the nigga shows me like he's like yeah don't show the other fat ass it shows me like a twerking video and i swear to god i almost fired this nigga up g i was like bro what the fuck are we That's how I feel talking to a lot of you niggas sometimes. It's almost like, God damn, G. Like, sometimes niggas are feeling emotion. I don't know how to articulate it. I don't know where it's going to go when I start speaking about it. But if there was a safe space that I needed. Where... I don't have to get no judgment for it. I'm saying this because I just need to say it to someone who may possibly understand it. And they could articulate it for me. Cause and I'm not saying amongst women. That's a whole different conversation. What I'm saying is these moments, sometimes men need to create safe space for men. To be like, hey, man, you know. Today, man, I ain't, I wasn't really feeling enough, man. I don't know. I felt like a failure today, man. I don't know what it is. 
we should be creating a tribe of men. Because this shit is already tough and you feel alone when you when you just trying to live. So I value the relationships that I have with other black men. Whether it was my my homies from high school, grade school, the crib. College, niggas I met in my fraternity, niggas I met through work, random niggas I met at the gym or or, or working out or fucking the gas station. I met a nigga at the courthouse because I had to go to court for a fucking speeding ticket. Met a cool ass. I met a cool ass dude when I was on a fucking a date and he was on his date and I was on a date. He was cool as fuck. Man, I remember I I met this dude who had the most beautiful fucking exchange with his daughter. I was at the Chinese spot. And he come in with his daughter and his daughter is like fucking vibrant, full of life, just pointing this shit. Hey, hey, this man, hey, y'all. Waving at everybody and shit. Picking up motherfucking food out. It was it was seeing men, specifically black men, be happy makes me happy. Seeing black men be celebrated makes me happy. But some of you niggas ain't putting the work in. Some of you niggas are essentially just existing you don't want to reinvent the wheel you want to make it tougher for other niggas you know what i never understood what i don't like it's certain shit that i feel like as men you go through some version of the experience but never in my life do i feel like if i'm raising a son that he is going to have to go through the exact same thing i went through because that's going to validate him in my... That shit sound foolish. And a lot of you old niggas... Some of you niggas... It's like... I don't even remember where I heard it from. But they were talking about women. But if it, it, it for sure applies to men. As a man. If you see a younger man. And you can see yourself in that younger man. It is your duty, your responsibility to try to uplift and help usher that that young man into the best version of himself. You know what I'm saying? But a major problem comes when he's well, if you're if you're an older man and you see yourself as this younger dude, you see this young dude as competition. This ain't no fucking competition. This life shit gonna beat both our ass. So what are we winning? What the fuck are we winning? If it's a competition. 
a lot of the way older <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense to me like I listen to and watch a, a quite a few stuff within like the manosphere the manosphere the red pill community the black pill community the blue pill community I watch a lot of videos and debate topics and things that I, the King talk on the Peef Network and, and True Season and a lot of. And I know some people technically may not be considered manosphere, but I'm talking about manosphere in terms of male centric content. I watch a lot of male centered content. And I remember when I was 23, 24 and a lot of the shit I used to watch, I was angry because I didn't know how to process a lot of shit. So yeah, nigga had red pill rage and things of that nature. But luckily for me, I had a tribe of men who I could learn from, who I could talk to. And that in turn helped me take the blinders off to see certain shit is corny. A lot of these niggas be cool. If you got to use your money to fuck, you're corny. You're only a good man if you're a well-rounded man. If you can adapt as a man, that's the, tr we got to start teaching young men shit that actually matters. Teach a young nigga, hey, bro, what do you enjoy? Don't be embarrassed about things that you enjoy what makes you you cultivate that you like drawing nigga you like watching anime you like watching i remember you ever had older niggas try to tell you hey man look man you ain't gonna get no you ain't gonna get no bitches you doing that <laughs> foolish look here's the thing right if you a nerdy ass dude because i'm i'm a black nerd man but i like young nudie I like fucking West Side Gun, Griselda. I like, I like a lot of fucking, you know what I'm saying? Larry June. I like a lot of high quality, luxury, cocaine rap. I like a lot of street shit. Pops was big lord in a former life. But I like nerdy shit. I like DC, I like Marvel, Image Comics, Boom Comics. I like a lot of nerdy shit, geek pop culture shit. I'm comfortable with that. And getting women to look and be attracted to me ain't been a problem. I'm comfortable with me. I have a certain charisma to myself. Because as a man, I've worked on being well-rounded, cultured, well-traveled. I don't get in these rooms and sound stupid. My vocabulary is colorful, loquacious. It's, it's not too many hats that I don't wear. So in turn, I have a son. I teach my son that. But in the meantime, in between time, my little cousins, nephew, things of that nature. 
Don't let these niggas try to deter you. Because look, if it's one thing I know, a lot of niggas who look like they got it don't got it. And a lot of niggas who really got it are really share it. And it's just, it is what it, the cloth different. The cloth is legitimately different. A lot of the times you ain't got to brag on being wrong. I work with an old, sassy, bitter, bitch-ass man. Work with one. Those the type niggas you, you got to avoid them. But when you do come in contact with them, crash test dummy. We playing chicken. Disrespect them any chance you get. Because that's the type of life that they deserve. But don't be foolish. Certain situations you, you, you verbally disrespect men. Never put your life in physical danger. Even though a nigga is never worried about that. Because I packed that thing. T- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I packed that thing too. But that's just. Working one of them. Another nigga who just share. Empty pointless ass stories all day. Feel like people should work around them. Or have to tolerate them. That's not a man. If people don't like being around you as a man, even if you, even if you like, shout out, shout out to my homie Randall. My, my homie Randall is a long wolf nigga, man. This nigga is very to himself. But people still like being Rand is probably the most solo nigga I know. But people still like being around him. You know why? Cause the cloth different. And my squad, the cloth is different. How we raise the cloth is different. I know that other men respect me. That's the funny part. And I always used to say, if the man you respect, respect me, give me my respect. Because a lot of it, they just don't make, it don't make sense. A lot of you old niggas just be in the way, not reinventing the wheel, because you cool riding in the shit you got. You're content with the mediocrity that you've produced in life. So in turn, you want to make other niggas miserable like that. I remember having conversations with niggas at work and, and motherfuckers sitting there like, man, you must have had you some good coochie this weekend or something. Nigga, you be coming here happy as hell. No, nigga, I'm happy because I'm happy. How many women I fuck, it ain't going to make me happy. Let me let me walk that back a little bit. <laughs> let me throw a little levity in that man. 
But that shit is empty. Like, why niggas can't? Remember when niggas used to just be like, man, you watch the game. Remember when niggas used to do that? Now a lot of niggas are political and complaining. A lot of you niggas is more and more complaining than anything. As soon as you see a nigga, man, boy, man, it's getting crazy out here, ain't it? Man, talking about raising milk, eight more dot. How's your family? How's your wife? How's your kids? How's your mental health, my brother? How's your soul, brother? You tired? Physically, emotionally, mentally, my brother? How you, how you holding up, brother? You doing things to make yourself feel alive? You... When the last time you just did some leisurely shit, bro? Kicked your feet up, decompressed. Start asking niggas shit like that, man. But I feel like I've been going for a little minute. Let me give you a little side scripture and get on up out of here, man. Side scripture for today is, man, we have to, as men, start breaking generational curses. I understand how tough it is. I understand the environment you grew up in, whether good or bad. But the bad shit, we got to break it. We can't fall into it. You saw your grandfather beat your grandmother. You saw your father beat your mother. Now you think it's inevitable. But hey, brother. Generational curses are meant to be broken. Because you can be celebrated for the first nigga to do something in your family. What if your what if what if what if grandma's house in your lineage was your wife's in your house? A few generations from now, motherfuckers is ah oh, yeah, man, this house is left by my grandfather and grandmother. And that's you. It's a lot more important shit in the world, man. And as black men, I'm happy that we get we're in a we're in a time where a nigga it's not just a thought no more. We're doing better than we've ever been and we're, we're getting fucked up. Don't get me wrong, we're getting fucked up, but we're doing better than we've ever been. So let's continue to break them generational curses. <laughs>